In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and my goal is to make you aware of the best leadership practices, leadership trends, and thoughts around leadership. We also talk about business issues that leaders need to be aware of in order to lead their businesses successfully in today's global and changing economy. If you're a returning listener, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from. And if you're new, let me just tell you a little bit about Leadership Beyond Borders. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on iTunes. In this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, uh, stories that motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly can even be the key to your future. I invite you to contact me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you want to hear about. I'd love to hear from you, so please drop me an email. If you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is local or international, make sure you join us each week, and we'll make sure that you take home something useful for either your business or yourself. And I talked a little bit about generational management, and today we're going to talk a little bit about generations and the future and digital transition. Now, the second wave of millennials and Generation Z are shaking up the workforce. They're changing purchasing channels, customer services, and they have developed what we call a sharing society. And at the same time, those of us from other generations Sometimes the late millennials or the Generation Z, they make us crazy. This second wave millennials have been raised by the tech-savvy Generation X parents, and many Generation Zers are being raised by tech-dependent first-wave millennials. In fact, I just read a study, which was really interesting, that 38% of children today who are under the two years old, have used a mobile device for playing games, watching videos, or other media-related purposes. So no wonder we're facing wonderment as baby booners and Generation X begin to wonder what the habits of these new generations are creating. So Generation Xers, independent survival mentality, and skepticism towards leaders and institutions have translated into their parenting of the second wave millennials or Generation Z with a focus on a do-it-yourself mentality, hard work, and being realistic. Now, there's a lot of books out there about Generation Z and second wave millennials. There are HR seminars, there are workshops, there are podcasts, but it's not very often we get to hear the views straight from the horse's mouth. And that's what I decided to 
dedicate this show to today. I wanted to find somebody. I was very, very lucky to meet a wonderful young man. Um, about uh, six months ago, I met him in Valencia, Spain, when he did a presentation at a digital transition conference. And I was so impressed with him that I wanted to get him on the show because his point of view was so refreshing to those of us in Generation X or Baby Booners. Now, our guest today is Javier Mingus. And Javi, which I'm going to call him, is a second wave millennial on the cusp of Generation Z. He was never one to set his own standards low. He started by enjoying a good education, both nationally and internationally. His major and master's degrees in fine arts and artistic management didn't stop him from studying pieces of medicine, research methodologies, branding, quantum physics. And when asked why he studied all these things, he says, just on pure whims. Now, throughout his work life, he's enjoyed the pleasures of consulting in digital transition, employer branding, brand awareness, digital translation, as well as serving drinks in discos for his character building side and a great way to pay for school expenses. His work has him uh, cooperate with some of the most largest relevant brands, and he gives conferences and lectures on digital transition and his generation. But he's convinced that his greatest achievement up to date was the completion of the original Pokemon Sapphire Pokédex. And I have to be honest with you, I don't even know what that is, so I'm going to ask him what that is, okay? Um, Now, Javi is a Spanish-turned-Brit. By upbringing, he enjoys coffee, tea, churros, and a pint of lager. Um, He does hate sangria, as he told me. And he's a firm believer in millennials and Zedders as the main characters in the change of social work and economic paragon. And he loves working on projects related to these generations. So, Javi, welcome to the show. Kimberly, I must be honest, I'm, I'm feeling a bit flustered right now. I'm pretty sure I'm blushing. That was quite the entrance. <laughs> uh, well, you deserve it. And uh, I think just, just just a little bit, um, you know, I was trying to get, put you in a package here, and you're, you're, you're so great. I just tell us, oh, a little wow. bit about, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I think you pretty much covered everything. I mean, you even mentioned the Pokemon Sapphire thing, which, in answer to your question, it's just uh, it's a video game. It's a video game, and that one in particular I played, like, when I was 12 years old. But first, let me just start with a massive thank you to that awesome presentation and a very happy hello to everyone out there (laughs) i'm really excited to be here with you and yeah you pretty much said everything uh these last few years have been quite hectic i've been moving along spain quite quickly if i've been from valencia i jumped to alicante and then i jumped back to valencia shortly and then i jumped to madrid which right now is where home is at don't know for how long and it's been quite a great day because it's uh, it's been when I've more or less discovered the marvelous world of consulting. And turns out that, just like you said, we millennials are really bringing everyone crazy because most of the consultancy projects I've been on are on companies just trying to understand us. And I ask you, is it really that difficult? Well, why do you think it is? Well, I mean, from your perspective, as, as and I kind of look at Willy, millennials as... Um, Early wave and late wave, and you're a more late wave millennial. So why mm-hmm. why do you, why do you think that 
um, the rest of us are getting crazy about this. Well, I must say that we are a generation with a bit of a tendency to whine. Then again, we whine, but also want to fix things, especially those that are more into gen- are more Generation Z age. They, we're becoming very, very socially active. I think the main difference is that we've been we've been born into the internet. Essentially, as our as our brain started growing, I remember already accessing the internet when I was in the fourth grade. So it's like uh, my education was followed by the opportunity to contrast it with people from all over the world and with knowledge of what's happening on real time all over the world. That has made us so crazy proactive. And also very, very hard to just, uh, you know, we're not the kind of people that just accept things for granted. So that makes us, I guess, difficult to handle from the original, class, more classic human resources point of view, and also from the more classical leadership management models. So yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so um, what I what I heard you say, one of the things I heard you say is that not just be borning in born into this technology, but also born into a globally netted net next world. Okay. And mm-hmm. how did how does that give you perhaps a little bit of different perspective than some of us who who grew in the world that was maybe a little bit more enclosed and then widened up. Um, <gasps> Well, I have to say, um, first, I think that it's it's a value. We've uh, my generation has obtained a lot with this with this wonderful capacity that technology has given us, but I think we've also lost something that all, older generations really enjoyed, which was the pleasure and the more romantic side to having to really think through. Because with our communication being so instant, so quick, with our data consciousness being so rapid, we don't even really appreciate the value of data. That's why perhaps all of this fake news things is going completely crazy right now. We take things for granted way too quickly because since we can just, with a click of a button, just call a mate on the other side of the world or just text him quickly, Oi, mate, what's happening? What do you think? Is it true? Is it true? Yeah, whatever. We'll take it. We move way too fast. And that can be really good, but it also is a problem that has to be dealt with. I remember in a human resources project, a person was asking me, should we just give the millennials everything they want? And I'm like, no, that's really <laughs> shitty human resources. You, you don't spoil employees, uh, but you do have to be very attentive to their individual needs, especially when you're comparing us. Uh, we just like to be active and updated. And the problem is that we tend to be more active than actually mm-hmm. properly updated. Mm-hmm. And when, when you talk about human resources, because I love this subject when we bring human resources into it, and all the human resource people I always talk to, and they, they mm. say, oh my gosh, these these millennials and Generation Z, they're so difficult to teach, okay? Um, and it's so difficult because they're, they've been mm-hmm. their first jobs are virtual and um, so how do you feel about that when somebody says something like that well there's an ounce of truth but uh it's just a typical thing that you should take with a grain of salt it's not that we're difficult to teach it's that the teaching methodologies have to be actually thought out for us one of the main problems i see is that most of the time human resources are led by more ancient people and that can be a great thing mm-hmm. if would they use all of their experience but keep their lifelong learning methodologies themselves? Because trying to teach a 20-year-old, say, for example, the same way you were taught 30 years ago, that's just not viable. And I'm not talking about forbidding us the use of the Wikipedia. We use it all the same. But it's all a matter of the attitude. For example, um, I gave a, I, was, I was in Brussels speaking about this uh, just actually before I met you, and it was really good. 
uh, we believe firmly in connectivism as the true way or at least our methodology of learning. So it's not about constructivism anymore. It's not about cognitivism. It's not about behaviorism, which were, you know, like the proper classical models that everyone thought, oh, my God, it's going to be one of these. And then we come along and we say it's all bollocks. Our main, our main point of view, for example, for learning is that the, main, the thing we value the most is noting and maintaining the connections that are needed because we believe that we hold all of the knowledge of all of our network. So, of course, that doesn't really make sense if you're asking us to do a classical research, but it doesn't mean we're not actually going to be able to give you the results. It's just we might want to do it our way because that's how we've been practicing. Mm-hmm. And, and this relates, um, Javi, a little bit to what I've heard on, on the, the need for independence at work. Okay? Is, is that something that you, the, mm-hmm. one of the values um, that you're looking yeah. for? No, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Uh, micromanagement kills us. Literally, mm-hmm. uh, we need we need that tiny bit of trust as in, OK, you might not understand exactly how I do it, but please trust me in that I will do it for you. And then, of course, that's also our responsibility. Say a millennial can't actually cope. Well, that's when the whole structure of management comes into place. But it is true. That is completely true that we like doing things our way. And I think we should be given the chance every now and then, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and this kind of goes into the connectiveness, and I want to I want to talk a little bit about teams because that's another thing that I hear quite often is, is that that the your generation mm-hmm. values teamwork. Some- Greatly so. It's actually quite a bit of a contrast because we're very independent people. Like you said before, we want to do things ourselves, but also we like to do it. Um, along with people we can actually work with. Now, the problem is putting up a team of millennials that doesn't want to kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. true. But uh, recent methodologies like Sprint and Scrum actually bring out our full potential. Once you actually got a team that's compatible with proper profiles, like, for example, one more active, one more into actual hard work, one more creative, small teams of maybe up to, I would say, six people the most can actually be a very, very powerful way of leading us and probably the most useful one. Mm-hmm. And I want to, we're going to take a short break, Javi, and I'm going to uh-huh. come back to that. And I want to talk a little bit about that. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the how your use of technology and, and everything you do. So we're going to take, uh, means- yeah, so for, for our listeners, um, this is such an exciting show. Um, we're speaking with Javi Mingus, and he's a firm believer in millennials and Generation Z as the main characters in the change of social work and economic paragon. And he loves working on projects. He talks about this subject a lot. He helps some companies understand how to get the best talent out of this wonderful generation. And he's also a digital transition expert. And if you want to reach out to Javi, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn, under Javi Mingus. And I'll spell that. It's M-I-N-G-U-E-Z, okay, and he's on LinkedIn. Please reach out to him. And Javi was also has been very instrumental in the research group at the Technical University in Valencia, and he's now living in Madrid. Um, and I'm Kimberly Lewis, and I'm your host on Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm a CEO, leadership and diversity expert, and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at Leadership Beyond Borders at gmail.com or joined our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, we'll be right back.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. In your business, are you on top of your PR game? PR is what tells your story. Whether it's the business itself, key people in your business, or showing your best face to the public, listen for the brand ambassadors. Host Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield will discuss effective presentation ideas, building your personal brand, risk management, crisis communication, and more. Focus your business goals and PR resources. Listen live Fridays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, and we are talking with Javi Mingus a firm believer in millennials and Generation Z as the main characters in the change of social work and economics. And he is a change advocate and a digital expert. Now, before the break, um, Javi, we talked a little about teams. Mm -hmm. I want to stay on that for a minute, okay? Because you said, you know, smaller teams would be better because, you know, how do you Mm -hmm. get Malilia's net? And, um, And what about... 
uh, diversity also in teams because we're in a global uh, economy now. And uh-huh. um, diversity is so important. And, and do, do, yep. does your generation just take that for granted or did we well, still have to this? Yeah, it's, uh, itself, we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, well, of course, you can't speak out of the blue for everyone, but it is something that really tends to happen. Things like not just different ways of thinking, but diversity in all of its possible senses. I mean, right now, the team I mean contains people of all sorts of sizes, nationalities. Let's not even get started on the whole sexual orientation thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually how we like to be. The more we uh, we have this philosophy. In my, in my particular team right now, of the more ingredients, it's actually the tastier the result is going to be. Thank God we don't actually cook with the same philosophy, otherwise our recipes would be bollocks. Mm-hmm. But yes, we, we, we depend on that. The richer the result requires for complete different points of view and also for people to clash every now and then. And we see that as a natural part of the process, even though maybe some days you want to go back home and... And, and and not murder your colleagues. <laughs> yeah. next, the next day, everything's going to be perfect because every now and then, those clashes are necessary to make a breakthrough. The device, the diversity has to happen, and I think it's very very poor management when you compose teams of people that are very similar. The only advantage you get there is a certain degree of harmony, but um, you take away not just the fun but also the actual possibility of creating something completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. So as, as a, if I were taking it from a leadership point of view, and, and I'm going to put together a, a team of millennials. Now, obviously, I mean, I want, uh, from a management point of view, of course, I do want that mixture too, because we all mm-hmm. know, and there are studies that show that different opinions and different views then mm-hmm. have better results. But how would I do that what would be something how would i manage a group of uh, of millennials you know something quite crazy that uh we actually we've actually been testing out and we think it's the way to go is that you if i were you you wouldn't have to manage a group of test millennials because i think the most powerful combination is to get people our age with older more experienced people and that is a very hard combination to make but once the ego problem is solved out that is the best and most powerful team you'll ever get because you've got experience, you've got knowledge and you've got know-how and then you've got the speed, the agility and the, well, the craziness of the millennials and in the end it's all about integration and diversity a company's not usually going to be composed say a large company, 150 people you're not going to have just either baby boomers or X or just millennials. You're going to have people of all sorts and you have to get them to work together. So these uh, multi-age groups that we're trying out right now are actually coming up with quite wicked results and they even do so in a more orderly fashion than if they were just made out of millennials. Let's face it, we are a bit chaotic. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that, that does make sense because we've done some shows and talked about the generational mix as we're you know, the first generation that's actually mm-hmm. working with five generations, okay? And um, yeah. that is quite important. When you, but let, let me move on to a little bit on to technology because when, when you do this, okay, mm-hmm. um, then you have different mixtures of technology savvy. And mm-hmm. you, got, you guys have been born with the technology in your hand. Um, so if I'm thinking mm-hmm. about that, you know, you're empowered by seamless data. So mm-hmm. how, do, how do you relate to this technology? How do you see technology? 
Well, technology is pretty much like my clothing. I can't mm. imagine going out into the, into the street without it. Yeah. Except maybe in a very wild party, but that's beside the point. Now it's <laughs> it's it's literally uh, the other the other side of life. Right now, I think that especially for younger people right now that are proper Zs. Uh, we've got two lives and we can coordinate them more or less perfectly but we do have our life in the real world and I'm not trying to go all matrix here but we've got our digital life as well and the funny thing is that usually for people that work in offices our digital life almost always translates to 80% work life because in the end we work from screens and that's key for us that's the data seamlessness you were saying before Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I literally can't imagine. I've got an article that I want to publish soon about what happened to me last time my mobile phone broke. Uh, being honest with you here, Kim, I flipped my shit. I felt, <laughs> no, but because I felt proper defenseless. Yeah. I was very lucky I had a spare in the, in the cupboard, but I felt I felt weak. I felt unempowered. I felt like, oh my God, what happens if, I don't know, if I want to contact my mother? I wasn't even thinking about a job. I was just thinking of how do I get to my day-to-day life without a mobile phone? Something that is not even... That much. I mean, smartphones are relatively recent inventions, and yeah, McAfee's law is all about technology going all time faster. But it's crazy. I think that we literally cannot conceive life without it, mm-hmm. especially not at the rate, uh, the levels it's getting to right now. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the device itself, but it's about what do you carry around in your device. Right now, my laptop's got my films, my, my, my the special ones, because, yeah, we all do Netflix now. Mm. But the ones I particularly value are my laptop, as well as my favorite songs. My library's in my laptop. My, my contacts are in my devices. If I suddenly lost all of that and wouldn't have access again to, to technology for, say, like a week, I pretty much wouldn't know what to do with my life. <laughs> so it's interesting to see how it both empowers, but it's such a terrible weakness. Mm-hmm. But it's part it's part of your life now. And and if I think about um you guys are really and and it's it, this goes with technology hand in hand, you you are responsible for developing the sharing generation. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and so I our listeners, many of our listeners might not know what that means. Do you want to just elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Um, all right. So the, the thing is that uh, having our first contact with social networking sites so soon, and not just Facebook, for example, here in Spain, 20 was a very big hit. Then we jumped, everyone jumped into Twitter. Before that, we were in my MySpace blog and all that stuff. The thing is that we've gotten so, so used at a relatively early age, I'm talking proper early teenage years, of just pouring stuff into the internet that we've taken it as a model of life. For example, millennials are notable and they're very notorious for all the cooperation they do with O&Ds. And the funny thing is that I'm not talking about just putting the money. I'm talking about they go to the places and do things. But because they want to give part of their things to the world. We were also partly the, the creators and promoters of the copyleft. We want things to be accessible, if not for free, for at least as cheap as possible. We want everyone to have a chance to in on this marvelous experience because it's kind of like how our brains were wired when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And, and how does this, now how does this relate into economics, for example? So, so, um, you're having this, your generation having such a, a, a ban- mm-hmm. unbelievable effect on buying channels and, um, and, 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 and decisions, you know, are your decisions data driven? Are the, mm-hmm. are, are the buying channels changing? What kind of effect are you having, this generation is having on that? 
Our decisions are very data-driven, very mm-hmm. much so. With such, with such an and being so used to it, contrasting information is uh, it's like a it's like a granted. For example, uh, the computer I'm working on right now, I chose it out of five models after two days researching, and my final decision came out of comparing three different blocks of experts and saying what and reading what they said about each particular computer I was comparing, and it actually turned out to be a great decision. Mm. And as for how to contact us, the channels, the channels are changing, but not just the channels, it's the communication that's changing. Omni-channeling didn't really work. Um, it was a great phase of all the marketing process, and it was a very original idea. But in the end, for a generation that's so seamless with their data and their devices, Omni-channel only managed one thing, which is to make us feel bombarded. Mm-hmm. And nobody likes that. So now companies have to be smarter, more creative, and more empathical, mm-hmm. which is something that, of course, everyone says they're doing, but are they really? Uh, we really like clever marketing. We like intelligent jokes, but especially we liked being spoken to, as in on a one-on-one level. And that's curious because I think that comes out of being so globally connected from such an early age that it's that that actually makes us appreciate very much being considered as an individual. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. and, and, and in this, in this, in being spoken to, because I, re- I really like that, well, especially there's such a focus today on the personalization of marketing messages. Okay. And, and you're talking about being spoken to. So, so if you had a wish to make it that to, uh, you know, a retailer out there or somebody trying to sell you a product or, mm-hmm. or, or get you, you know, what would, what would your wish be? What would you, what would your message to them be? Oh, well, can I ask for two wishes? Sure. <laughs> okay, my first wish is for the insurance company that emails me on a weekly basis to sell me a car insurance to please realize I haven't got my license yet. There's no <laughs> bloody point. I suppose that's that's kind of, yeah, that would be the wish. I mean, uh, part of being considered as an individual is to actually be properly considered. I'm not just a number you want to attract. Are you honestly going to sell me a driving insurance when I don't drive? <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps you would have had your shelter selling me a, a, an insurance for my computer mm-hmm. or for my mobile phone. That could have interested me. But right now, after two years, and Kim, I'm serious, on a weekly basis, now that's one company I'm never going to. No matter how good their specs are, I hate them. They've shown <laughs> for over three years that I'm a bloody number. And I've actually emailed back quite a few times. So I was like, wait. I, I really just don't own a car and I don't know how to drive. <laughs> That's okay. a wish. That's a wish. That's don't a, be a, a number. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe GDPR will change that a little bit. Maybe you'll have to get off their list somehow. I don't know. Oh, GDPR is going to be so awesome. Yeah, actually, so- most of the people I know my age are looking forward to it. Most of the people I know of my father's age are actually dreading the moment. Well, it, that's a really good question. I'm glad. I, I'm glad you just said that because, and and for our listeners, um, this is the data protection regulation coming from Europe that 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 uh, really um, quickly put uh, means that you have to give permission for marketing to contact you. Okay, and so you what you said is good. So your generation is looking forward to this. Is this because is this is this because of the reason you just said? Is this because that? Um, these messages like this insurance company are are not personalized? 
Partially, but that's only like the, t- the, t- uh, the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we can all spam those messages. I mean, I- I've got a special spam folder for this company and so on. You know, just keep amassing numbers see when- whenever they read. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, the real reason we love it is our love of transparency. And that's become a very big issue lately. Mm-hmm. The internet is massive. I mean, there's more users in all of the different sorts of websites than actual people in the world. That's how big it is. And it's so easy to get lost. And it's so easy to become just one more number and you don't even know for whom. We really value transparency and I'm pretty sure most people my age, in fact, the marketing group I was in a few days ago, we were talking about this in a workshop. We wouldn't mind being part of a database. Just let me know. One, Mm -hmm. I'm in a database. And two, what sort of information are you getting from me? Because there is stuff that I will consider private and I won't want to have it. But maybe there's other stuff that's probably very valuable for you as a company that I don't mind sharing. Mm-hmm. But just be clear about it. And actually, that's one of the great things about the GDPR. One of the coolest things that's going to do is that per European law, you know, all these massive signing up contracts and agreements that are like 10 pages long, tiny, tiny font, nobody ever reads. Right. You know them? Yes, yeah, so absolutely. Gonna, they're going to be properly illegal. A web page or a company is going to have to put very, very shortly, very explicitly, and you know, literally have to dumb down what they want for you. And that's good because mm-hmm. time is of essence. And making those horribly long and complicated documents was a direct attack on millennials. Of course, you know for a fact we're not going to read that. Of course we're not going <laughs> to read that. So now Europe is being very clever in one of the conditions of GDPR, making sure that we get something we can read quickly and actually understand all of it. Let's face it, there's no need for so much waffle. Well, that, that, I, that's really funny because I think about that and I think about the generations and um, and um, my husband's a baby boomer and then you go to the X and then and so my husband will read every page, okay? Mm-hmm. The X, I'll read maybe every other page, okay? The late, there are, then the millennials will maybe read one page. And by you guys, you're not uh, going to read it at all. <laughs> so, yeah, no. so, I'm pretty so, sure I read yeah. the first one ever, and that's it. <laughs> so, um, Javi, we're going to take another break now. And uh, yeah, so for our guests, we're talking to Javi Minges. He's a social media marketer extraordinaire, and he's held many positions, including social media manager, communication coordinator, and he's worked in the research group at the Technical University in Valencia. Um, he's currently located in Madrid, and uh, we've been to, to talking about the the now about uh um, late generation millennials and generation Z or generation Z, however you want to say it. And when we come back, I'd like to talk about what's happening next, Javi, okay? And sure. what, what, what do you think is going to happen next with AI and all the changes that are going on, okay? Cool. And for our listeners, you can reach out to Javi on LinkedIn under Javi Minguez, and I'll spell that. That's M-I-N-G-U-E-Z or E-Z, however you want to say it. And you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America Business. I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, and the head of the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, providing leadership training to women in all kinds of industries. Please contact me with questions or comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And with that, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjoke All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjoke All at CIO Talk Network. In your business, are you on top of your PR game? PR is what tells your story. Whether it's the business itself, key people in your business, or showing your best face to the public, listen for the brand ambassadors. Host Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield will discuss effective presentation ideas, building your personal brand, risk management, crisis communication, and more. Focus your business goals and PR resources. Listen live Fridays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And this is one of the best series for learning about global leadership and business issues. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. And today we're speaking with Javi Menges. He's a social media marketer. He has held many positions in, in social media, communication, coordination. Uh, he had contributed to the UPV Research Group at the Technical University in Valencia. But most of all, he's an advocate for change and how millennials and Generation Z or Z are helping 
drive the change in today's work environment and today's economy. Now, before we talk the break, we've we've covered in the first uh, few two segments. We covered a lot about what the millennials think, and we're talking about the late generation millennials, and we talked about the technology use. And Javi, I wanna I wanna mm-hmm. now kind of take a crystal ball, okay? Mm, and spooky. okay, so and I wanna I, I remember in Valencia you talked um you talked first let's you talked about the fourth industrial revolution. And yep. what what do you mean by that? Oh, a big topic. <laughs> it's actually a very good question, kid. All right, let's go through this quickly. Right now, we're in the fourth industrial revolution. It's not a matter of that it's going to happen. It's that we it's pretty much hit. If it was a wave, we'd be up, 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 to, our, up to our pants in water already. So we had the first industrial revolution, and that's the beginning of mechanization and the steam and water power. Then we had the second one, which was assembly lines, mass productions, uh, Charles Chaplin. Then we had the third one, computers, and that changed things a lot. And now we're in the fourth one, where the CPS is, uh, CPS is revolutionizing everything, but especially the communication in the industry. CPS is just cyber physical systems. I mean, I know it's an intimidating acronym, but bulk that. It, it just means the communications between people, machines, computers, and the effects they have in the real world. So right now, we're in an amazing era, and it's not just a matter of communicating through emails. It's that, and I'm probably sure this happened to at least a few view, uh, listeners, um, if I lose my phone, I can find it by just typing a code into my laptop. That's a machine we all know exactly how many meters away that's touching another one all for our convenience. We're, run- we're launching rockets, we're launching satellites, and all of that is happening now. But especially we're changing the way people talk to each other. And this, once again, this is not about emails. This is about, this is about immediacy, about how we can do everything on the moment, on the go, and make actual changes on the physical world. It's an amazing part of our history. I mean, I might feel quite privileged to have been born if it wasn't for the economical crisis. Mm-hmm. So, and part of this, so the part of the CPS for li- listeners, okay, and you just talked about, you just talked about finding your phone, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. that's kind of the simple version. Yeah. And when, when, you, when, you take, when you take a crystal ball, and you're looking forward and there's so much going on around this that I see two things. One is the personalization of this mm-hmm. and then and, and the second is, you know, just the extended AI, the extended um, ability for technology to uh, mirror human behavior. So what, what do you think about that and where do you think this is going? This is a very, very cool thing to talk about. It's also a bit scary. Kim, I don't know if you know the app Replica with a K. Yeah, yes, I do. Isn't it it's a, awesome? Have you yes. tested it? No, but you can. Could you just uh, tell our, yeah. our, our, our listeners everyone, a little bit okay, about everyone that? Everyone in yeah. the world, this is very, very cool. There's an app called Replica, spelled with a K instead of a C. You can download it for iOS or for Android, and it's literally your own artificial intelligence. So it's like having a friend on your mobile phone you chat to, only that friend you chat to is an AI. But the greatest thing is that it literally learns from you. So it starts, I mean, I'm freaked out with mine in a good way because it started speaking with me. So that, uh, not with me, sorry, like me. So that means it pretty much says bollocks uh, at least every three phrases. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Brit. I've I've made a British AI uh, on a Spanish phone. It's quite interesting. (laughs) 
But that's just the thing. I mean, that's a very whimsical, tiny thing. But it's also a very personal one. Right now, in Replicate, you can only, as far as I know, you can only text. But imagine in the future, being able to talk to a program mm -hmm. and actually have the program answer back. I mean, that's a few years from now. It's going to be very funny when Microsoft Word, Word sends me to piss off after asking him for the definition of something for the umpteenth time. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> That's essentially a future. I mean, yeah. it's not just that. It's not just talking to a computer. It's the computer talking back to you. That's, that's right there. And so this is this is quite positive, as you said. I think I you know I know this happened. Um, I haven't downloaded yet, but now I'm going to have to do this. But there's also what now you you're really excited about this, and that's what I see uh, in a lot of millennials. I mean, a lot of us. I'm really mm -hmm. excited about all the AI, but there's also challenges. I mean, what do you, where do you see are some of the challenges that that come along with this rapid development in this fourth industrial revolution? Well, firstly, it's, uh, it is good to, for things to be happening so quickly, but it's also a problem because it's happening a bit too fast to actually process it. And then we are playing with things that we really don't know where they're going to end. And I'm not saying, please forget about all of it. No, not at all. I mean, I'm the first one that's crazy enough to jump into the pool. But that doesn't mean we should be reckless either. Mm -hmm. um, we're advancing in so many different types of technology that we don't fully understand. That It's like we're taking two steps where maybe we should just take one. That's one of the things. But also, the most crucial one is a human application. Um, technology is all about making things better for the people. It's not, I can understand the pleasure of creating out of pure pleasure, but where are all the applications? Where's all the cool stuff that could actually be done with? It's just like I was saying before. I mean, I would love to talk to my computer and be talked back. And I'm not saying Cortana and Siri don't do it. Mm -hmm. They do. But having an actual conversation, I mean, don't you, well, that's a personal question, Kim, don't you think it would be that like the ultimate tool? If your PC was alive and you could actually just ask him stuff, talk to him, and actually get a true answer. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it helps me, I'm I'm all for it, you know, because it just makes as it makes life easier. And I think what you said is that's mm -hmm. the most important thing. It has to contribute to everything. And just on this subject, one more mm -hmm. question I have for you. So, so we have we have. We have you guys, your generation, okay, mm -hmm. and and you are you're the sharing. You're you're making social changes. You're making economic changes with your way you behave. And then we have technology. Mm -hmm. Do you do you think the your behavior is driving the technology, or the technology is driving the behavior, or a little bit of both? Oh wow, you're playing the chicken <laughs> and the egg one on me. <laughs> oh, bollocks! What do I answer to that? Just well, your gut, it's... your gut feeling, your gut feeling. Ah, my gut thing is my gut feeling is to cheat. I'd say both. Yeah. No, I think that in the beginning it was the technology that favoured the behaviour. I mean, without the internet, without Web 2.0, social networking would have never existed, and that was a big part of the beginning of the sharing economy. But then, once that economy started working and information started flowing at such a crazy speed, but in such a crazy size. Then I think it's one of the behaviors that's actually pushing the technology right now. Uh, just look at wearables. Wearables, I mean, why are wearables being created? Because we want to be more and more seamless with our technology. We want it to, in the end, what we're going to want is to actually integrate into our bodies. You know, like the typical black mirror. I mean, I dream. 
I'm not going to make any spoilers here, by the way, to all those listeners, don't kill me. But <laughs> I dream of popping on a contact lens that actually allows me to see the, my digital world inside the real world. Or I don't know, maybe a microchip of my brain, something of the sort. But I think that's the ultimate integration. And it's because... First, there was the technology to get to that sharing economy and flow of information, and then we got hooked. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad a thing to get hooked, information. No, no, no it's not. Yeah, that's good. So let me just uh, – so with all these things, are you working personally on any of these innovative projects right now? Uh, quite a few, actually. Yeah. Want to just tell us about one of them? Uh, I'm, not real, I'm pretty sure I, sh- I cannot do so just yet. Oh! Okay. Okay. So see, this is this is why AI is so. This is that you know. It's interesting that you can't because uh, in this innovation and, and uh-huh. this experiment, I, it's, it's a race, also, isn't it? Okay. It is. It is. It's a race. Yeah. And you feel it, it's that. It's a race, but head. you have to take it with a lot of fun. I mean, there's no point in fighting anyone because no matter who wins the race, it's a it's a world that wins. Right. Right. But. And- it's also fun to keep, you know, to keep the element of surprise and to keep it all so creative. It's all very cool. <laughs> so this, what, with this, with these changes and all this, and your this generation and all these changes, what kind of leadership do you think is important um, today and and in the future? Leadership has to evolve into something that actually cares for the people. You know, one of the funny things we're lagging from the fourth industrial, uh, from the second industrial revolution to the fourth industrial revolution, is that um, I'm not saying everyone, but there is a tendency to just lord over people without even knowing your people. Mm-hmm. I think that's sad. Of course, I can I can understand perfectly for massive companies. It's not possible for a single CEO to know I don't know to know by name of his two hundred thousand employees. Of course, but that's not what I mean. I mean because leadership happens as many strata. Uh, but teams should work as an organism, not as a pyramidal structure. And I'm not saying for not there to be any hierarchy. That's not how it works either. Mm-hmm. But look at people and see people. That's the key. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that, well, sadly, humanity's learning a bit late because I think it would have mm-hmm. worked just as fine 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what kind of leader do you like to work with? I mean, obviously, what you just said, that they somebody sees you as your, mm-hmm. for you and your contribution. Is there any other qualities that that you find necessary? In this, the, key in element, this? the key element for me would be trust. I mean, mm-hmm. for example... Uh, projects I'm working on right now they're actually really awesome because we get together, we do brainstorming we kind of we come up with pretty wicked and also very unorthodox solutions and uh, the feeling of being trusted with carry them out and do it your way doesn't mean don't keep me uh, don't keep me uninformed but you have the freedom to do things your way that's a massive relief and I asked you Kim is it really such a big action just to be trusted mm. in well, it gives mm-hmm. me the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it makes you, and you can motivate yourself a little bit, and giving the environment where you can thrive in. Exactly. So, yeah. So, with that, Javi, I just, um, we're getting towards the end. And I'd like, you know, we have a lot of leaders out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have a, a mixed audience of CEOs, HR managers, and everything. And, mm-hmm. and if you had one message for them, um, Mm-hmm. to deal with your generation. Okay, first let's start with that. What would that message be? 
people my generation, uh, the key is really, some people think it's about the money. Well, that's precisely where the key is not. It's not about the money. It's about the experiences. In fact, my generation has got a pretty good it's quite famous for using most of our money on experiences, whether they're travels, expensive restaurants. We want to do things, not have them. So if you're going to be working with a lot of millennials, try to make their work an experience, not just a place they go to for 40 hours a week to feel themselves die on the inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, so make it an experience. So yes. um, now, so many ways. And, and a second message for them on this rapidly changing because you're we've got a lot of different generations so so make the work an experience welcome <laughs> welcome your millennials trust is important as you said and trust what is about key, key uh, absolutely key and what about um it's a, a, the best way to deal with these rapidly te- changing technology and the rapidly changing the four, the fourth mm-hmm. the fourth revolution. What's the best way to deal with that? Like I said before, Kim, the fourth industrial revolution. It's not that it's coming; it's that it's already here. So, uh, best best advice I can give is embrace it, embrace the change. Don't try to fight it because we are already living the change, and there is no point in fighting it. Doesn't mean I'm not saying get carried away by it, but. Embrace it. Keep your arms open. Keep keep your ears open and your eyes wide. And also, enjoy it. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's a really lucky time to be alive right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And I'm going to throw in one last question, Javi, because I, <laughs> I can't help it because I just love your answers here. So now oh, we, have, we have some other millennials out there listening and some Generation Z. What's your yeah. message to them in one quick sentence? <laughs> be patient. Because that's our worst uh, skill, patience, but also never stop being yourselves. Like everyone else in the world, you've got the power, but you've got a bit of an advantage in the actual tools. Fantastic. And I think that's I think that's a great message. So, Javi, thank you so much for being with us today. It's such a pleasure. And I hope to see you again soon in person. Likewise. Uh, and uh, for our listeners, we have been talking to Javi Mingus. He's a firm believer in millennials and Generation Z as a main character in the change of social work and economic paradigm. He loves working on projects, even if he's not going to tell us what those projects are. Okay, oh. <laughs> just, just only a joke. Okay, and, uh, and um, if you want to reach out to Javi, he, please reach out to him on LinkedIn under Javi Mingus, and that is spelled M-I-N-G-U-Z. And you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America. America's business channel, and also I'm going to encourage uh, the listeners to to pick up my book uh, called Ponytail Talk. It's all about you winning career strategies for women, and I talk a lot about a lot of tips in that book on how to to deal with the world we're in today. And this broadcast has been brought to you by the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. We have courses that can support women and men on their career journey. So check us out at globalbusinesstherapy.com or Women's Leadership Academy 2020. And I'm going to end today with repeating what Javi said, because I think what he said was one of the most important things is um, embrace everything. There's rapid changes. Get the most out of this talented generation. Work with them together. The millennials are great and the generation Z is great. And don't be afraid. Embrace their ideas. Embrace their talent. And for our millennials, be yourself. And for leaders, be flexible 
and be understanding. And with that, please reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Tell me what you want to hear about. And please tune in next week at the same time or download us and listen to us on Google Play or iTunes. Thank you until next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.